You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is up, possums? We are in the thick of rookie draft season right here. So, you know, uh, Billy's in Tijuana, probably getting ready to be a drug mule across the border at some point. So in his steed, Josh and I will be running you through our IDP Alpha Chat draft and just sharing some thoughts on the players because, guys, the rankings that you find out there, they're new, they're fresh, everyone's got a different mind on it. There's no consensus. And, you know, we're just here to kind of help you when you're in these situations, kind of have an idea of where to take these guys. So um, I'm with Josh. Follow him at Josh All STL. That's one H. It's kind of weird. I know. Uh, follow us at offensive points. And uh yeah, guys, just give us a shout out. We want to hear from you. So, Josh, what's up, man? It's it's a common name, man. It's 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 hard to do, but I really hope that you just got Billy flagged by customs when he comes back from Mexico. He's going to be like, eh, we heard about you, buddy. We're You're coming to the back here. Uh, uh, he's going to be in one of those sub-submersible submarines coming coming across to Miami there. About oh, yeah. 50 kilos. Yeah, he's, on, he's on a boat right now uh, on his way back. He would not give us an accurate destination time, so I assume that that's exactly what's happening. But yeah, He just said, I'm on a boat doing flips and shit. It was the only text that we got, so dot 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 um yeah no honestly i'm i for rookie drafts it's so wild to me because i just i look at everything to see what people are saying because i want to know i know where i value my guys that i like but i wonder where everyone else values so i'd like to just go and look and see like eric where is kendry miller going in all these drafts and some have him at seven some have him at 14 and some have him in 20 and there's so many different, so we're just going to kind of deep dive this draft and just, it should be pretty simple in the beginning goings. Uh, this is probably our most accurate draft that we're in together, at least what I've seen. Um, so let's, uh, without further ado, man, let's hop right on yeah. in. Who is taking number one? Uh, Bijan. And ev- hopefully every league out there other than Superflex, but I still think it's Bijan. Um, not 100% sure. 
No, so, it's absolutely Bijan. His situation is who's perfect. Tyler Algier was a great story last year, but he is going to get 70% of the work right off the bat. Bijan is the selection here. Yeah, so pretty easy there. Um, I think two is where the real conversation comes in. Personally, Gibbs is my number two. Um, our, our boy took uh, J- Jackson Smith and Nishbud here. So we should see where – I'm assuming Gibbs goes higher. At least if we were to put out rankings right now, I'd be putting Gibbs at two. What is that, consensus? Yeah, I, I would absolutely be putting Gibbs at two. I mean, Jamal Williams is gone. DeAndre Swift is gone. That's every running back carry, essentially, from last year. So we're going to have to see how – they paid Monty a lot of money. I think he slots kind of in more into that Jamal Williams role. And I think Gibbs probably has a chance to catch the most balls out of any running back this year. So he well, should have a monster season. Just seeing like where Swift was when he was healthy and on the field and when he gashed the Eagles for however many he he had in the past, um, just I think that he will basically be that exact person. And just hopefully yeah. if, he, if he can stay healthy for a full season, who knows where he could end up. I mean, yeah, I don't th- I don't see much of a talent difference uh swift honestly probably is the better running back in my opinion i think detroit panicked on this pick a little bit but swift didn't stay healthy last year they were you know like fuck this let's get a young guy in there and uh i do love the landing spot here so he's two for me but the conversation with what's up they had to have gotten news that someone was going after gibbs right like i mean there's no way they didn't get some sort of news that was like holy shit people are gonna go after gibbs and we can't allow them to get it and then they went and they panicked and bought him at 12 because they could have got him at 20 or 18, whatever they had. And I think just- they woke up, brushed their teeth, put their suits on, and were like, we're drafting Devin Weatherspoon. And when Seattle took him at five, they freaked the fuck out, <laughs> traded him back. The spot, and then, yeah, I think uh, I think that's what happened personally. But, I mean, he is where he is, and he's going to be a boon to that offense right away. So I do yeah, love that. That's fair. I mean, it, it was it was a weird situation, but that could have been their Bijan pick at that point at seven, or was that not a good idea? I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Bijan Gibbs, uh, JSN's fine. I think JSN's future is going to look really phenomenal. Um, I just don't know where he slots in this year, and that's uh, I think there might be a pick before him. And I know you were having an argument with Billy about this. This one thing we did actually get out of him before he sailed onto his boat to. Uh, to uh, be a mule um but i think addison can be that number three as well and he went at five here i think that was a steal for bomber um i think addison's gonna slot right into wide receiver two on minnesota i do think there's gonna be a competition from osborne and i'd be worried if it was anyone that was you know at the back end of this or you know some of these other guys like arashi rice hyatt um downs i think any of those guys could be you know, oh, well, you know, it might still be Osborne's field, but where they took Addison and what they're doing here is, hey, we got, what, one, two more years out of Kirk Cousins. We need to give him another weapon. And I love it. And I just, I think Addison has the chance this year to be the more efficient guy, but I think JSN's future is more locked in. And this is what you're drafting for in Dynasty. So I think JSN still could be third, but I think at least have to talk about the argument for the fourth. Yeah, I I mean, JSN's my wide receiver one. I, you know, lock it. I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of came in there and we saw more of a changing of the guard this year. I know Lockett's awesome. He's been a top 12 guy, like, I don't know, what was it, two of the last four years. Uh, everyone, you know, I think he he kind of just takes a role. They really don't use the tight end that much. Uh, so I love JSN there. I hate the I hate the soft tissue hamstring bitch shit. I saw it with Alshon Jeffrey. We saw a late career Julio Jones. 
that's my one concern with, with Smith and Jigba. We have one really good year of production out of them. Um, but these wide receivers are really in drafts where I'm I'm seeing so much uh, just not no one agrees on any of these. Um, I personally have Addison. I think he's probably my fifth or sixth guy right now. Um, I would probably say, I mean, Jordan Addison, I love him to death. Look, Linkoff winner. I don't understand how you go to USC. I know Lincoln Riley played him on the outside uh, and he kind of fell off a little bit, but I mean, he had two NFL caliber quarterbacks. When you're watching his tape, he runs those savvy routes. He's not going to have that much space in the NFL. So Hawkinson got 84 targets in nine games. KJ Osborne is not dying. He's not going away and he's very talented. So I think Jordan Addison was more of a panic pick by the Vikings because all three of those guys got sniped right before him. Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnson, uh, and Smith and Jibba. I think they would have rather had any of those guys uh, except for Jordan Addison. But yeah, that's I, just my thoughts on it. My, the craziest thing was when we did our mock draft 3.0 or 2.0 maybe. I can't remember which one it was. We literally did that where that spot was where we had a, a wide receiver run. I don't even think we did it as much as the NFL actually ended up doing it. But we were like, hey, this is where it's going to get crazy. And we were right. Uh, so I definitely think that the, those were right moves for all these teams, whether the, the right one fell to the right team. I'm not sure. Um, but I, I'm excited about Addison and JSN. I'm excited about for more of next year, but I, I'm not saying that they're, they could support three wide receivers too. I mean, that, that team is going to be playing a lot and they, with the way, um, they played last year, I feel like JSN could just slot right in and they don't really have a third receiving target. There's not really like a main tight end or there's not really a slot receiver, I guess, lock it kind of. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but it, it, it's exciting for the future for JSN. So sky's the limit there. And then, Quentin Johnson, the only guy we haven't talked about in the top five, which I think we nailed this top five here. I don't, I mean, you could swap the order all you want, but this is pretty much the top five people who landed in perfect spots and will play right away. Um, other than Quentin Johnston, who is slotted in to do the exact same thing as JSN. I didn't like the landing spots for either one of those guys, but uh, Quentin Johnston, we kind of know Keenan Allen's not done. And I think we'd be doing a disservice to the listeners to say Keenan Allen's done because he's not but he will be soon. And this might be the year that, you know, he takes a little step back and maybe plays more of a role player, kind of like Julio late in his career. And um, there's going to be some, some other guys like what Keenan Allen is probably going to be like this year. But I, I don't say panic on Keenan Allen even. <coughs> Sorry about that. No, I mean that off bless you, by the way, I know that offense is going to be really good. And um, <clears throat> people are so off on Quentin Johnson. They keep comparing him to Mike Williams. Mike Williams is a guy that's going to get you the contested catch downfield. He's going to boom one week and he's going to disappear for three weeks and he's going to have another good week. Quentin Johnson is a dump off guy. You get him feel and you let him work. And I think it's a great addition to this offense. Uh, Keenan Allen obviously is getting up there in age and we've seen both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams have injury concerns. So Quentin Johnson can get on the field really quickly. Only concern is those damn drops. Um, <laughs> I assume a coaching staff is going to be able to help with that. But yeah, I mean, I actually kind of like the landing spot. I think we could see him get on the field really early and actually have a sizable role this year. So like I really, I really like the landing spot overall for this one. I like this one a little bit better than JSN even um, just because the chargers changing the guard with the, with Keenan Allen. But even the fact that if any team could fit three wide receivers on it to be fancy relevant is Justin Herbert who throws the ball so much. They're so just, much. They, I, and I, I really want to see Herbert succeed. He's done really well. It just hasn't been perfect on paper. Uh, the, the poaches by Eckler and all the stuff that he's done, he's 
the touchdown numbers really aren't there for the amount of passing yards that he gets. But I think that this might be that year with Quentin Johnson in, in the mix as well. So, uh, but yeah, top five, pretty much nailed it. Um, and then this is just me speaking, but number six, I think could go one of two ways. Uh, I, the quarterback runs inevitable and this is around the time I was pretty shocked because in years past, it's been running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, maybe pits in there for some stupid reason, wide receivers, running backs for like the first eight or nine picks. This is the first year we're seeing quarterbacks kind of go before the end of the late round. It's more middle round this year. I think the only person that I can say that, oh man, he, he should be right here instead of, you know, Bryce young, you could conversations for Zay flowers. Um, Absolutely. So I, yeah. I think he slipped in two of the three leagues we've been in and one's still drafting. So who knows if he'll slip there too. But um, yeah, I, I think Zay flowers could easily go ahead of time. He, he landed in a good spot. Odell's not gonna be there forever. Do not panic about Odell. I think Zay flowers is a great late first round, mid first round pick. Um, don't it's kind of like the Alave situation to me. Like Zay flowers has been like, ah, oh, I don't want him, you know, push him down the line. But if you can get Zay flowers late, late first, early second, I'm pretty happy with that. Josh, I got to tell you my comp for Zay flowers because I did have him as my wide receiver one pre-draft going into that. <clears throat> don't make fun of me for this. It's Antonio Brown, man. Oh, dude, the routes that he runs. It's so slippery. I love Zay Flowers, and this offense in Baltimore with Todd Munkin running it now is going to be a different look offense. I assume they're going to throw the ball more. You know, they really didn't bring in a running back, so Dobbins and uh, um, Gus are going to be, you know, kind of where they were last year. So uh, definitely a good opportunity to buy low on those two running backs because people are way off of them. People are way off on this whole offense here. So I think Zay Flowers can come right in, and I would not surprise me if he's the best wide receiver by the end of the year. Honestly, and that's the crazy thing about Zay Flowers is Bateman has been yet to prove himself. He's been injured. He's and honestly, it was really just last year that he's injured. The year before, he was just kind of not there. Um, and then Odell is a is a rental, and this is a a random deep ball gig kind of guy. Like it's going to be Deshaun Jackson basically, which is great and fine for him. But they got to have a number one, and if it's going to be anyone right now, it's Zay Flowers. And I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Zay Flowers that got comp to Tyree Kill on live NFL draft day. I remember I was watching it and I go, oh no, his career's over. They did the John Brown effect to him. It might not have been him. It might have been Hyatt or someone. It was someone random and I was like, oh no, please don't do that. But no, I really do like Zay. Um, I think he can go. I'm not picking him in, in the top five, but I think number six is perfectly acceptable. And then this is where the quarterback run starts. Um, I think the way we have it listed in this draft is just fine. I we've seen Anthony Richardson go before uh, Bryce Young as well. I think it's Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson as one, two. You sniped Richardson from me in the draft where I very, very much need a quarterback. Thank you for that joke. Go fuck yourself. Uh, I told you then, it was happening before I did it. So. You did. No, we had a whole conversation. <laughs> Listeners, I can't say that. I told him, hey, please don't do that. And then I was like, but for real, if you need to, sure. But like, don't. Yeah, I really needed a quarterback, and Anthony Richardson is honestly probably the most, most athletic human to play on the offensive side of the football in a long time. I Just on the sheer potential of what he could be is definitely the top quarterback off the board. Now, in this draft, it went Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud. I would put it Richardson, Stroud, and Young, at least for from a fantasy perspective. I think C.J. Stroud has some very sneaky rushing upside in this offense, we really didn't see it a whole lot at Ohio State, but he wasn't really asked to do it. Um, CJ Stroud's an athlete. Good. Yeah, yeah. So I like him there. And then, you know, Bryce Young, I am absolutely out. I, 
I know in our mock drafts, I said Bryce Young is the first overall pick because sure he's a gamer. He's ready. He's going to help that team. He's going to lead that team. But Stroud, in my opinion, has more favorite. So I would put Young at the end of this group, but I get it. And the reason quarterbacks are going so high in this draft is because the landing spots in this draft this year are god awful. Yeah. And I mean, I don't really like any of the teams. Um, Indy. Carolina and Houston. Um, hopefully Houston's going to get, have Mechie back. I saw he's going to participating in off season workouts right now, which is great. Carolina did add some pretty, they built a good roster for what they had last year. I mean, yeah. nobody can look at this roster and go, Oh, that's so much worse or anything. People are complaining like, Oh, it's not good enough. And it's like, dude, they're in a rebuild, man. Like let them try, you know, yeah. they got Miles Sanders for a few years. So they got the running back game, hopefully situated there. Uh, going and getting Bryce young was great. And their wide receiver core isn't terrible at the moment. So, um, I'm, I'm excited to see what Carolina is going to be. I don't know what Bryce Young is going to be. I personally had CJ Stroud as number one. That whole Wonderlick test kind of killed his stock right now. I think everybody's like, oh, CJ Stroud's dumb. I'm, I got Stroud right after Richardson. And I'm not upset about it. I was, I still need a quarterback and I'm pretty excited about where he's going. Cause he's going a little bit later in some drafts. That's when, uh, Zay flowers. And I think Kendry Miller was actually picked seventh or eighth in one of our drafts. So, um, which we'll get to in a second, but yeah. yeah so I think this is a about- GI Joe. You snipe me. I'm a Kendra Miller pick. Dude, I'm I used to so excited about Kendra Miller. Um, Damn. all right, we'll get, we'll get there. And then after the quarterbacks, which all kind of makes sense here, we could swap in and out here, of course, cause depending on team need, but Zach Charbonnet, um, I don't like this. And this isn't because I don't like the kid. I was, it's, this happens every year. It's Isaiah Spiller all over again. Um, I'm not saying Charbonnet is not going to have a role at all. Cause that was weird for Spiller not to like touch the ball for like the entire year. Um, but Charbonnet to me makes no sense for Seattle. I don't know what they were doing. Maybe they're just trying to build for the future and maybe there's going to be a good one too with Charbonnet and Walker. But what we saw from Walker last year was phenomenal. So we, we get Charbonnet in there and we love what we saw on tape from him. And you add him in that it just starts starting to get a little crowded in Seattle, which is a, not a bad option or not a bad thing to have for regular football, but for fantasy football, not big fans. So um, personally for me, Charbonnet is still a first round pick, but a couple picks later, I think I'd put uh, Zay Flowers again um, and then Kendry Miller. Yeah, <clears throat> the Charbonnet thing, I'm slowly warming up to it. Um, I think we we see way more of a split here than we're kind of anticipating. This was absolutely a luxury pick for Seattle because you know they got Witherspoon uh, at five, uh, so their cornerbacks are tied up. They're doing pretty good at safety of defenses. So this was a team that really is pretty solid and just needed to add someone for their playoff run. And I think Charbonnet is a guy that complements Kenneth Walker really well, and I think we're going to see a straight-up one-two punch pretty much right out the gate. I don't think there's going to be much of a eating into the backfield or much of a – 20 split i think it's 50 50 immediately i like zach charbonnet <clears throat> i could not agree more i'm just i for fantasy football's perspective it's a dangerous pick especially we saw it i think brandon picked him at like five and i was like Ugh. i mean yeah. it was even earlier than that and i was just yeah, like, he was Ugh. at three actually yeah it was at three and i think he was just like a next best available running back you know i mean whatever i mean the thing is he's really good and if he landed on any of these teams that need a running back you'd be like oh hell yeah like we're, we're getting him like so anyway I would take both of Kendra Miller and Devin Atchain and probably Roshan ahead of Charbonnet at this point. But this is this is the earliest Roshan has gone in a draft so far. Once again, only two, and the first one's kind of cl- stuck at number seven. We started this morning, so um, I, before we get there, let's let's talk about Kendra Miller. Um, 
coming into the Saints, really phenomenal out of college. Joe's favorite running back ever. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he's the new Jamal Charles, big fan, not copping him to him. Just Joe just loves him. So therefore, that's Jamal what Charles. I said. I said on a podcast that that was my comment oh. to Kendra. Was that's Jamal even Charles. better. I wasn't trying to put words in your mouth. I couldn't no. I couldn't recall accurately there. But yeah, no, I think we're excited about this in general. Kamara is going to potentially be suspended for a few games, um, but also kind of over. I don't know with the way people are treating running backs nowadays. He's still I think he's still got a couple of years on his contract left, but I think next year would be an out for him. This is Kamara replacement right here. And um, Jamal Williams is obviously had a great year with Detroit last year. Nothing against Jamal Williams. I've been trying to uh, offload him all offseason, trying to get picks out of him. Um, Nothing against him. Once again, I think he actually could be phenomenal. But once I saw the Kendry Miller uh, draft pick, I was like, oh, shit. Nope, nope, nope. They don't believe in him. And there's three. This backfield is getting a little crowded now for me. But uh, Kendry Miller is the future. So, Joe, what do you guys say about that guy? Other than Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles. Now, Kendrick Miller is a home run hitting running back. He carried that TCU offense when Quentin Johnson was looking like dog shit out there for a little bit. He, I'm I'm so hyped about this dude, and I actually like this landing spot. I mean, Jamal Williams isn't super dynamic. He's a great NFL player, and he's going to score you those touchdowns. He doesn't screw up out there, so he's not a liability. But, I mean, Kamara, we really, the last two years, even with him out there, he has not been himself. So I don't know if age is catching up to him, injuries are catching is just horrible but Kendra Miller comes in fresh legs young guy and I think we're gonna see him you know really start to in those situations where he can hit home runs I think he's gonna be on the field a lot especially if Kamara gets suspended so definitely in the future I love the prospects of this kid I, I want him on every roster I can yeah, so fun fact, basically after five or really eight with the quarterbacks and nine with Zay Flowers addition, it's basically futures at this point, in my opinion. I mean, there are some people that could have an impact this year, uh, except for like tight end defense. Uh, but I will say Kendrick Miller is more of the future because I don't think Kamara's done yet. And I think the best thing for Kamara right now would be is if he were to put on some weight and just be a, the big running back instead of using because he was always the speed guy. Kendrick Miller is a speed guy now. Learn your role. Be the big guy. Out, outwork Jamal Williams because you know Kamara could outwork Jamal Williams if you wanted to. Yeah. He's not a small guy, even though everyone's kind of thought of him as the small guy. So, um, yeah. not trying to like pounds, him. man. Five eleven. He's got bell cow build and freaking. He didn't run at the combine because he had an ankle issue. Um, which, if he would have done anything at the combine, I think people would be all over his nuts right now. So, I'm kind of True. thankful for that. And then this next guy, Devin Hachain, you said for future. I think this guy starts really soon. I I think think there's a chance that he starts a lot sooner than it seems. So Miami signed Jeff Wilson and Mostert in the offseason to two-year deals, both. Uh, Jeff Wilson's contracts for $1 million for the two years. And then I think Mostert's is like four mil for two years. So neither of these guys they're stuck with. They can easily get out next year. Um, I personally think that I changed the future here. Um, it's the first running back that Mike McDaniel's gets to draft. Um, so he's he's learned from the best in San Francisco, and he's going to try to build his own now. So I think you, this is not the last running back he'll draft in the next couple of years, but I think this is the guy right here. So did you uh, see how excited McDaniel's was to draft Achain? It was, I did not. I was it was ridiculous. Busy. So they good. they were watching him through the draft, and he was just kind of sitting there, kind of straight faced. As soon as they drafted him, he was pumped, man. He was this dude's getting down the field quickly. Four three eight speed. He's tiny, one eighty eight, five nine. 
But we saw when Spiller left, I mean, he carried that offense. He really was a bell cow back for them. Miami is building a different team, and I think we need to be open to the idea that Devin Achang could be the RB1 on that team before long. I mean, he could get – I mean, throw him the ball. He's a pass catcher. Who's catching that team? Who's defending that team, man? Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell. I was saying, oh, man, it was, so it was a great move because they didn't really have an elite running back. And it was Jeff Wilson and Mostert can both be good. But I think they're both kind of they're both 30 years old. They're both getting older. Or they've, they've obviously had health injuries early or issues early in their career, but honestly have been pretty healthy so far in the in the latter parts of the year. But the second one of them gets injured or just doesn't perform well or fumbles, a chain is getting some carries. I don't think it's yeah. weak. he's not a week one starter by any means because you want to see how this plays out. But with three running backs on the roster, it's definitely a future pick. But at the same time, could be some playoff potential as well. I think so. you're going to start hearing out of camp that A-Chain's running with the ones. And you're going to blow it off. Not you, but people are going to blow it off. But I wouldn't be surprised if no one's going to start in week one. By the time week two rolls around, everyone's going to be starting. I think he gets carries week one. I just don't think yeah. you're starting in fantasy football week one. You know what I mean? Like, let's see, let's no, see how it shakes it out sketchy. first. He's my RB3 in this class. I, I would go... I mean, shit, looking at this draft, I probably would have taken him before the quarterbacks for sure. I personally think Achane and Kendry Miller are both in that running back three situation because Charbonnet, uh, let's just say you had to start one of these guys. Week one, you have no running backs on your roster. You're Michael Karras, no offense, buddy. Uh, hopefully you listen and hear this. Who's on the clock right now? So hopefully he drafts during this podcast. Um, but you say you're, you have no running backs on your roster. You Bijan and Gibbs are gone. You need a running back to start week one. You pretty much have no other options. You're not picking Charbonnet. You're picking Kendry Miller, Achain, Roshan Johnson. I mean, those yeah. are your options of, hey, they're going to probably be on the field. I think Kendry Miller and Achain are going to be the most efficient to start. I think Kendry Miller with the Kamara suspension would probably lead the lead the pack. Um, but Devin Achain, I think, is going to be phenomenal in the future. So uh, let's Devin get on the road. Is that like second late first guy that I am so freaking excited about? It's just unreal. I would yeah. say, you know, just, just real quick and we'll move on. Robinson, Gibbs, H. Jane, Miller, and Roshan are my, are my top five on running yeah. backs. By far. I, and, and like I said, I like Charbonnet for the future, but he just went to a guy, a team that just drafted a rookie. So I agree with you there. I mean, you can switch Kendry Miller and Achane all you want, but uh, just for those uh, podcast listeners out there, let's talk about this first round. Uh, Bijan Robinson, number one, JSN, number two, Gibbs, three, Clinton Johnston, four, Addison, five, Bryce Young, Richardson, and Stroud, six, seven, eight, uh, Charbonnet, Flowers, Kendry Miller, and Achain to finish out the, the first round. And then we get into the second round, which the first pick, which we kind of already touched on, Roshan Johnson. But Joe, before you take over, because you're going to, I want to talk about the fucking news story that came out about Roshan Johnson and or about the Chicago Bears running back. And Somebody said that, well, you know, uh, Deontay Foreman might be the leading back to start the year. Although Herbert's been on the, the team for two years and has been phenomenal in Montgomery's steads whenever he's out, uh, has still had a role even what Montgomery's in. And for they bring in a free agent wide receiver or running back in Deontay Foreman, and then they draft Roshan Johnson. And somehow Deontay Foreman is still in the lead to be the running back one. How do you feel about that? Who would you pick as your running back one to start this year? It's tough, man, because I love Herbert, but I think Roshan is the guy that's going to be the lead back in this offense. I think we're going to see him and, and Herbert out there a lot. 
Dante Foreman is one year, $3 million. Either Poles plans to just kill him in that one year, or you're going to see a mix of these guys. But Roshan Johnson, if he was on any other offense, he w- we'd be talking about him way more than we are. But Bijan obviously overshadowed him. He saved the extra year. He was the team guy. Teams love that. So that's the deal. But most importantly, his pass protection is, I think it was the best in the out of any of these running backs. So he's going to be on the field on third down a lot. He can catch passes. I love this landing spot. And the more I look at this team, I think he he takes over as the one. I think Herbert's going to be more of the lightning to the hammer of Roshan. But uh, what do you think about it? Because I'm absolutely thrilled. I, I, I agree slash disagree with you. There's no like hard disagree or agree here. Um, I think the funniest thing is, is the Chicago Bears do what Chicago Bears do. And they have three running backs that are the exact same. And I keep telling you, you need two different types of running backs on your team. I understand it's consistent this way. You, uh, yeah, we got Travis Homer. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> one gets injured, and you have the next one step right on up. But personally, um, I think Roshan Johnson is the number two here uh, to Herbert to start at least. I think Herbert, it's his backfield until they say otherwise. Um, known as, I would say, started to be known as a bruiser, looked exactly like Montgomery for a while, started to show some bursts. I don't think Roshan has that. I think Johnson's going to be more of that Jamal Williams role. I think he's going to poach every fucking touchdown. At the end of the year, I don't know when he starts doing that, but it will happen soon. So I think he takes a hit there, Herbert does, but I think that he gets a little bit more involved in the passing game than he has been in the past. Um, So far, kind of been a hit and miss pass and catch, pass catcher guy, one or two throws. Montgomery's role was usually that. So I think that this will be more of a pass catching role for Montgomery. Last year, he showed, or two years ago, he showed a couple uh, five, four catches games. and when he filled in his rookie year, he was a lot better getting 100 yards per care or 100 yards per game. And then his uh, second year when filling in for Montgomery, he had a big game and then he didn't do much else. So I'm not saying he can't do that anymore, but I think that with multiple backs in there, I think he gets poached on touchdowns. It's going to be that kind of get vultured kind of guy. Mike Tolbert is Roshan Johnson. And I think Johnson gets enough carries to where he's kind of like Brian Robinson, where it's a little bit of a breakout um, on games. And maybe that, I don't think that really changes Chicago's mind, but it might, you know, so. Yeah. No, Chicago's mind is we're going to run the football down your goddamn throats and there's nothing you're going to do about With it. Big boys you can't tackle. Yeah, that's pretty much our game plan on that one. So I love Roshan, man. I Maybe it's a homer pick. I do think we, he's just, well, he went 2-1 in this draft. So I wouldn't say steal, but he, I got him at like 2-8 in our other one. That was a steal. Yeah, you. that was definitely a steal. This is about where you should go. All right, so actually just talking about this second round for those YouTube listeners out there, or what, viewers, I should say. Um, Roshan Johnson, Mingo, Taiji Spears, Kincaid, Mayer, Rashi Rice, Hyatt, Downs, maybe not Downs, but all of those people could are, are welcome additions, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't, I'm you're, not you're saying not going to talk about Will Anderson or first IDP player going we will, on at six. We will, we will get to that. I, will Anderson, that's right where he should be. I think mid second round is where he gets drafted. Uh, but we're, we're going to fly through this a little bit more now because we focus on the first round. But the second round, let's, let's, let's get to Mingo, Rice, Hyatt, Downs. Uh, that is two, 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 seven, eight, and nine. So, no problems with any of those positions. I personally think you could swap any of them. Um, I think my favorite person out of this is Mingo. Um, second would probably be Hyatt, uh, but Rashi Rice gets vaulted up there, and I don't knew nothing about this guy until he got drafted, um, but he went to Kansas City where there's just no wide receivers. It's one of those, I love the landing spot. I don't love the player. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I don't have any problems with Mingo uh, adding, joining to Thielen and who else do they have? They have another wide receiver they got in free agency. Oh, no, um, Chark and LaVisca and Chark. Marshall. It was, it was, it was Chark. Yeah. And then they had Terrence I was Marshall. Just ra- I was just rambling them off. No, I think that he can <clears throat> easily be the number one in this backfield or in this wide receiver room. But at the same time, I feel like there's a problem because Mingo's not the sharpest at the moment. It could be very much Dorial Green Beckham, uh, kind of the bigger bust type wide receivers. I don't personally think it's going to be. Um, but I don't think there's really any competition for him. He's a big guy out there. He's going to jump, get some jump balls. Uh, he's going to try to settle down Bryce young pretty, pretty early. I think he's going to be a sure-handed target for him. Hopefully that Carolina uses him correctly. So, um, probably, I mean, we have to agree that that's probably pretty much the next best wide receiver off the board, right? Yeah, I know. I like Mingo a lot. Only concern is in college. I mean, he wasn't used a ton. He definitely, I mean, he's coming out of Ole Miss. He looks just like AJ Brown. He looks just like DK Metcalf. So I think those comps alone are kind of driving it up here. Um, he's he's a unique wide receiver in a position of need for this team. So I like it. I was shocked to see him go that early. Um, yeah, in the second round, absolutely. I think yeah, he sec- could be the wide receiver one before long. The second and third round was fun for offensive weapons, and there's a lot of them that got drafted. So um, getting into uh, Rushy Rice, obviously we kind of talked about it. Landing spot really is what – is vaulting him up boards. And I'm personally okay with him going at the end of the second or end of the first round. I, I think anywhere from the end of the first round to where he's going in this draft at uh, 108, 107 um, is pretty phenomenal. It's just, he, he walked into the best quarterback in the league. And if he can just not be a bust like every other wide receiver they've draft, drafted, this could be phenomenal for him. So, and maybe that's yep. what they get out of this by not drafting wide receiver too early. And they get, the right guy because they've done that a couple times now. So yeah, the difference with Rice and you know the Sky Moore and Michael Hardman, those guys and everything is he's actually a wide receiver. He actually plays wide receiver. He's a normal sized human being <laughs> and he's a contest catch specialist so you can line up anywhere on the field. So I think you know they have to be really excited to get him in there. They sent Patrick Mahomes down to work out with him. So he went down, they worked out together before the draft and Mahomes gave him the AOK. So that's pretty cool. I, yeah. I like that story there. So no. I, mean, Rice, I would put Rice above Mingo here, but... Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I Just because you know, of opportunity alone, for yeah. sure. I think out of like the wide receivers that I like, though, and landing spots and everything uh, and their talent level, the problem with Rashi Rice to me is he went to a smaller school and he had one good year. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. He had a really great year that last year and good for him getting drafted to one of the best football teams ever uh, to play football. So uh, excited for him. Just, I just, I just want to say there's, there's buyer beware there. You're not getting a, you're not getting JSN. You're not getting Addison um, with you this could. pick. You could you, be, you could, you never know what's going to happen. This could be the Justin Jefferson situation all over again. And he's all, and this is the dumbest sound bite we've ever done. So uh, once again, take it with a grain of salt. We don't know what's going to happen here. Um, and then getting into, before we get into the other wide receivers, let's talk about these tight ends and Taiji Spears. Uh, Taiji Spears is going to be Derrick Henry's replacement. So he has some injury concerns. We all know that. But at the same time, this is right where he should be going at 2 3. Um, I feel like this would be a great time to get him. Uh, I drafted him, so I'm very excited about this pick. Uh, there are some injury concerns, but there should be some injury concerns with Derrick Henry, too. I don't know why. I mean, there isn't because he's just always healthy for some stupid reason. Uh, but I say stupid reason. Like I hate it. I love seeing Derrick Henry play football. Uh, but this is the this is the running back of the future, most likely. So I think you got a chance here. Uh, Tennessee's onto a new uh, a new way with Will Levis coming in. Uh, they still got Malik Willis. They got Tannehill. Um, this team's going to change over time, and it's scary. Uh, but Taiji Spears could be that guy, and I think you take the gamble. I understand the gamble. <clears throat> I mean, I keep seeing you know Dontrell Hilliard's role is wide open. He could take that spot and everything. My biggest problem is that knee. I know you don't like the injury concern. He's got Todd Gurley's knees coming in as a rookie. He's two ACL tears, latest one being in 2020. He does not have an ACL in his right knee. I think it's his right or his left. I can't remember. He tapes it up, though. Can you imagine playing running back without an ACL? (laughs) That knee is unstable as hell, and I, I don't know. It just worries me too much. I mean, I get where everyone's going with this, but I'm out on him. I, I will not have him on any of my teams. It, is he the one with arthritis? I thought that was uh, it is him. Never mind. Okay, yeah. I thought it, I first I thought for some reason that was Sean Tucker, but uh, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not worried about it. I personally think that this is a uh, this is something that you're going to get some good years out of this guy. Uh, I mean, Gurley's problems happened five years down the road after being the, one of the best running backs in football. So if you can repeat Todd Gurley's early career, still phenomenal. Not worried about yeah. it. No, I love um, what Tajay Spears did at Tulane. He was absolutely electric, but I'm out. Uh, I'm yeah, they out. got him for pretty cheap, too. So, um, And then getting into the tight ends, Kincaid and Mayer. Um, I think King, I think this is correct. Kincaid should go first. And I think in one league, we had Mayer go way later. Um, so both landed in phenomenal tight end spots. Although my biggest complaint is the best tight end in the draft went to the wrong team because Josh Allen does not throw to tight ends, not consistently at least. Um, Gabe Davis is still there and people are going to keep trying to hype up Gabe Davis. Do not listen to them. Uh, I think if there's a wide receiver too, it's going to be Kincaid, but I just, I can't trust Josh Allen to throw to a tight end at the moment. Um, I think he's the best talented tight end out there. I think Mayer actually lands in a better position or situation with Las Vegas um, coming in and basically replacing Waller. And they actually finally paid big money for it. So I don't know. What do you, what do you think between the two? I mean, you can't really. I mean, uh, <clears throat> Kincaid, I love the landing spot here. I think he is just going to go right into the slot. I don't even think they're going to ask him to play any sort of tight end. I think he's going to be their slot guy. They're going to run a lot of 12 personnel. Um, obviously, Knox signed a huge contract, but Don Kincaid does not block. He is solely a receiver. 
Um, and going to that offense, I'm a big fan of that move for him. So he is my tight end one. Michael Mayer probably is the most prototypical tight end in this draft. Um, he looks awesome. I would not be shocked if he doesn't have the most receptions out of any of these guys year one. Las Vegas definitely has an opening there. But they have Devontae Adams. They have Jacoby Myers. They have Hunter Renfro. I think, you know, watching Mayer's tape, he's he's incredible. Um, but he's going to be the guy that gets you one catch for five yards, two catches for three catches for 17 yards you're not going to have any massive games out of Michael Mayer like you could get out of Kincaid or the next guy Sam Laporta which I'm really high on as well I actually have to disagree with you there um I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that this is the problem with your boy Kincaid is with Knox still there who only got uh, at most seven targets last year uh, it's going to be hard for him to find immediate targets. I think this is this is for the future. This is great. I love I love all of these tight ends for the future. Um, Mayer, I just feel like is actually slotting right in. There's no one to block him other than other wide receivers. Which to me, Renfro is le- leaving at this point. I think he just lost a lot of targets. Um, you got Jacoby Meyer. We don't know what his exact role is going to be. I love the idea of adding multiple pass catchers. And I think Mayer, as you said, most prototypical tight end, he's going to be out there a lot. He's going to be the dump off guy. He's going to get multiple catches. I think Mayer ends up having a better rookie year, but I think Kincaid hopefully will have a better career with Josh Allen um, in the future. I just don't know what the heck they're going to do with Dawson Knox too, but it's not a bad thing because they'll probably be running a lot of two tight end sets uh, with that team. And that means better running. So uh, James Cook, just we'll talk about him in a couple. We'll we'll, we'll talk about him in a couple weeks. Um, Anyway, uh, Will Anderson finally makes it off the board at 207, exactly where he should go. We all, all know that he's the best pass uh, pass rusher in this draft, and I don't think there's any conversation about it. Uh, already touched on Rushy Rice at 7. Haven't touched on Hyatt and Downs at 8 and 9, uh, New York Giants and Indy new receivers, which both should slot into pretty decent roles right away. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like Jalen Hyatt. I've tried – I've had the opportunity to draft them a bunch of places. I just can't do it. I don't know what New York is doing. They're just drafting the same guy perpetually year after year, and they're just throwing him out there. I mean, I, I would put Hyatt over Darius Slayton right away. I think Hyatt's a better player than him. But, I mean, they still have Sterling Shepard on this roster. They have – I think the biggest takeaway about this is Darren Waller is going to get fucking 200 targets this year is what I'm seeing because – on Hyatt, there's a there's a chance for this man to come in. I mean, we, he was awesome last year, but he had to get Cedric Tillman had to get hurt from the pop off. But he's just a speed guy. I mean, he's not contested catching. You could try to get him over the middle of the field and let him run. He's fast enough to do it. I just don't know. The other thing is Daniel Jones passed almost the least in the NFL last year on long passes, and he's not very accurate at them. And that's Jalen Hyatt's game. So. I don't understand what's going on here. I don't like it. I I know exactly what happened here. Okay, so for one, this is the guy who got comped to Tyreek Hill, and I said his career is over because they comped him to Tyreek Hill live on television when he got drafted. Um, <laughs> but just talking about this wide receiver room and what's happened in the past with the Giants, they've always they've never had they haven't had a number one wide receiver since Odell left. I feel like they're cursed. I don't think they're ever going to again. Um, I will say that this wide receiver room they have built right now is the most depth filled wide receiver room. Like it almost looks like their last four years they played football. All of their wide receivers have gotten injured, which is exactly what has happened. Uh, so yeah. we got P- Paris Campbell, obviously not great, but decent on Indy. Wandale Robinson, a uh, rookie that didn't really pan out. Tiny little human being, uh, been one year. So let's give him a chance. Jamison Crowder. He was hurt. He was hurt. 
I know, I know. Jamison Crowder, who comes in after having some mediocre years after being pretty prolific on the Jets for a couple of years. Isaiah Hodgins, Joe's favorite player in the entire world. Darius Slayton, who Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard, who have both been, you know, the New York Giants guys for the longest time. That is six wide receivers that I named, and I haven't even said Jalen Hyatt's name yet. That's seven yeah. wide receivers. I, it's it's gonna be wild. My problem is Jalen Hyatt. I don't know if he's gonna start right away. I don't know where he's gonna go. Like it's gonna be weird. I I like the future idea of him, and I like the idea of hey, it's a home run hitter, but it feels John very John Ross to me. I, I literally comped yeah. him to John Ross when they comped him to Tyree Kill because that's what they did to John Ross. Yeah, I mean, if you want Jalen Hyatt, I would say go on underdog and draft him. And he's a great best ball guy. I just don't. I mean, I love like Deshaun Jackson type. It does awesome for your team. But even at that, even at that, and you're more comfortable with them as like a bye week guy. You're not. You know, they're not going to go off every week. You know, that's not going to happen. So, Jalen Hyatt makes an awesome like bye week fill in. But you know, he's. I've seen him go much earlier than this as well. So this is actually an appropriate spot to take a flyer on him. But I'm just not too excited about it. I want to be. But yeah, I'm not. I know. And then into downs, uh, getting to him at nine. Uh, we kind of preached on the Giants, just giant, giant wide receivers, buyer beware, just all around. Yeah. Uh, Josh Downs coming in and new indie regime as well. Probably, I don't know if it'll be right away. Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson is going to be a fun quarterback room. I feel like he's probably like, God damn it, they drafted Jalen Hurts again. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm actually really excited about Indy's passing game. Uh, Michael Pittman, try to see if you can get him right now. People are so down on him. People hate him. They're, just tell them, hey, they drafted Josh Downs. He's going to be really good from North Carolina. His kid's good. Uh, but go get Pittman as much as you can. But I love this for Downs as well because Alec Pierce had that stretch of uh, the Travis Fulgham stretch. I, I'm going to call it from now on. Uh, There's a four or five game stretch where he looked really good. And then the rest of the season, he looked really bad. So it, I think he's the third for sure. But I think Downs slots into the second. Um, I'm actually a little bit more excited about Downs than Hyatt here. I would probably take him over him he actually has slipped in both of our drafts too so um mid second is fine with her downs so yeah if you watch watch josh downs he's just always open he's it's it's crazy to see i mean i don't know if he gets that same type of space in the nfl but i like him enough he's solid i this there's a couple guys i'd rather have over him here we'll get to those guys in a little bit but i don't dislike josh downs all right, we're going to move a little faster here, but we got Sam Laporta. Let's talk about him real quick, and then let's get into some of these other Stud. players. Stud, yeah. draft him. I, I don't personally <laughs> like that they drafted him over Mayer. It felt really like Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson type thing. Like if Mayer goes off, they're like, oh, we missed out. Um, but I do like it because there's literally no tight end on this team, um, and Laporta should be pretty damn good pretty much right off the bat as well. So um, if you're in late second round, I think Sam Laporta is easy. I think he might make it pretty – pretty mid third round. I think he did in one of our drafts. So uh, pretty excited about him just overall. I don't think there's any bad He's things. He's a tight end who's an Iowa Hawkeye. That's all you guys need to know. You don't need to know anymore. Draft him. He's going to be awesome. Go get him. And then up next at 211, we got Tank Bigsby. And then 212, Jack Campbell. Um, Jack Campbell is the first linebacker that should be off every board in Detroit. Anzalone is not the future. Jack Campbell is. That man looks like he's 35 years old. He is scary. Um, but take Bigsby a little scared about him in Jacksonville being the Etienne backup. Um, but at the same time, uh, my thing, my problem with take Bigsby is I was actually really most excited about this guy, mainly because of his name. I'm gonna be honest. Don't watch college football a whole lot. Super excited about this guy. Watched some tape on him. Was like, holy shit. Yeah, this is the guy. And then he goes to Jacksonville who just shipped out James Robinson, even though at, they drafted Etienne and didn't even keep a second running back. So 
little worried about take Bigsby, but maybe they realized later in the year when they were kind of slipping a little bit that, man, maybe we should have kept James Robinson and kept the two. But they got a cheaper guy. I think that's more of a knock on Robinson than than anyone else because he didn't play at all in the Jets, and now he's on the Patriots buried. So we'll see. Uh, I don't think he's buried. I think he's number two, but we'll get to that later in the year. We'll see. Um, Take Bigsby, though. I I like it. I just don't love it. Um, Fine pick by uh, Hunter, but we'll, we'll allow it. So round two. For the for the podcast listeners, Roshan Bigsby, Johnson. Bigsby's my guy, man. I like all right, Tanks all right, Bigsby. All right, he hold stole, on. He's, someone I'm, stole I'm, money from me and they give me a jersey. What's up? Let's go. I'm trying to. You really? Yeah, okay. Well, we, we really just want to let the audio listeners hear. Roshan Johnson, number one. Mingo, two. Spears, three. Kincaid and Mayer, four and five. Will Anderson at six. Rashi Rice, Hyatt Downs at seven, eight, nine. And Laporta, Bigsby, and Campbell to round out the group on round two and no i i agree i like bigsby a lot as a player i just didn't like the landing spot no, actually so. i actually like the landing spot here uh you know i've heard probably 100 people at this point say that etienne's more of a pass catching back and i mean he caught 35 passes last year after they ship robinson out he's not that guy he was not super efficient either i i love travis etienne but i think tank bigsby sees more playing time than people are giving him credit for right off the gun i mean he absolutely carried auburn's offense looked awesome and i think he comes in a role with a young team where he's going to get a lot of play i mean they're they're really tooling this offense now it's going to be fun to watch i personally i do love jacksonville just adding offensive weapons in general i don't care who it is because that team can be one of the best teams doug peterson has turned that ship around and i think he continues to and i would personally love to see him get another ring but the same time, I want the Eagles to too. So, uh, take Bigsby, I, I, or not take Bigsby, Bigsby, but the problem with fast running backs in general is everyone just assumes they're pass catchers. Some people cannot catch the football that well, and some people are are more of the standard running back, and even if they are fast. So, I feel like people in fantasy football are just like, oh, he's really fast. He's got a really fast uh, forty time. He's definitely a pass catching back, and it's like mm, he might not be. Let's just calm down. So, uh, yeah. excited to see Jacksonville just all around, um, and then. This is this is personally a shocking development to me in both leagues. Will Levis has slipped to the third and fourth round in both of the two leagues that we've drafted, uh, at least partially through. Um, I disagree with it personally. I don't. I, I I really think he should be going in the second round. Uh, so he went three one in this league. I think he went four five or six in the last league uh, that we're in as well. It's just. It's kind of wild to me that he's slipping down the board like he did in NFL drafts. And I'm wondering if it had to do with that or what. Um, I think Will Levis, people forget that Will Levis was literally a top five pick like two weeks ago just because he slipped. I'm not saying maybe this is being related to like Malik Willis and how he slipped, but Malik Willis was like a hype, hype pump up that people put in mock drafts and stuff. I think Will Levis just didn't get picked in the first round because the back end all have quarterbacks and the front end ended up doing different things. So it was just one of those really unfortunate events for him. And I really hated that they showed his fucking face every three minutes on the draft. I was just like, you leave the poor guy alone, man. I was not upset up. because he had an all-star lineup on the couch with him. I don't know who those girls we, were, but we were talking about man. that. We were like, he's got a new chick each pick. Like yeah. you're, you're my girl for 16. You're my girl for 17 there. It was, it was a phenomenal uh, group. I'm assuming some of them are his sisters or something, but I've just, Every time they showed him on camera, there's a new girl sitting next to him. We're just like, what yeah. is going on with Will? It was wild, man. Uh, he's definitely the future there. And honestly, Tennessee played it perfectly, waiting like they did to get him. They didn't trade up. They didn't do anything stupid. They got their guy in uh, in the first round. I think they went Skronsky, right? But they got yeah. him. And then Will Levis is going to Tannehill, man. He's either going to get hurt or he's going to be mediocre. So we 
I'm saying they replaced C. Will Levis in year one. They replaced Tannehill last year with Malik Willis, and he didn't look good uh, either. But I mean, it's it, Tannehill did not look good last year. They traded away AJ Brown, which was his only toy. Um, obviously, Derrick Henry's there, but like he's not really a pass catching back. So Tannehill's got to do something to prove it. And I think Will Levis starts this year. I don't. I don't think it's the right move. I probably actually this is probably the one situation where it's the right move because like four or five weeks in the in the game in the season, they they've lost four of five, and you're sitting there, and you're like, yeah, it's time. Well, get in there. And Will yep. Levis, Malik Willis, I think they eventually will probably get rid of Malik Willis or find a new spot for him. Um, they might do some Lamar Jackson stuff with him. He's a fast guy, so put the football in his hands at least. But uh, Levis, things should be good a little higher. So anyway, Sean Tucker, and correct me if I'm wrong because no name is pop- popping up on him. He is the Rams guy, right? He is a Buccaneer. Buccaneer, okay. Oh, he's yeah. the one who went undrafted. Right, right, right. Yep. Yep, there were a bunch of uh, weird things about him being injured and maybe not being healthy, and he slipped. But uh, interesting pick here. It's a little bit earlier than I would, but I get it. So this is the time of the draft where you just grab your guy you want. So I personally am okay with Sean. If you are look, if you need a running back and you're in this spot, Sean Tucker, Zach Evans going to the Rams. Sorry, that was the guy I was thinking of. Uh, Vaughn going to Dallas. Uh, Chase Brown going to Cincinnati. I'm personally out on the Abanaka uh, guy, but uh, just any of those running backs. If you need a running back, man, pick your guy, dude. Don't sit there and think like, oh, he'll make it 12 picks because some other guy might be like, I like him too, or I'm, I'm going to take a gamble on this guy. I I don't really trust Pollard, so I'm going to go with Vaughn, or I, I don't think that Aker's little stint at the end of the season was anything but a fluke, so I'm going to go with Evans. So feel free to grab yeah. your guy. I'm, I'm cool with all those guys. So At this point in the draft, and I, I don't know if we're going to run through the rest of this draft here, but – I mean, Sean Tucker, awesome if he gets on the Bucks and makes some noise. Great opportunity. Zach Evans, honestly, Cam Akers does not look great. He could go right in there and make some noise. Skyron Williams didn't do anything. Abana Kanda being selected by the Jets, especially as high as they took him, really makes me worried about Brees Hall more than anything. Um, is he healthy? Uh, Chase Brown, honestly, though, there are two running backs I really want here. It's Chase Brown and it is Eric Gray. Uh, Chase Brown, obviously, if Mixon does anything stupid again, um, Chase Brown's your guy. He's going to go right in there. He looked really good at Illinois, and there's definitely a role for him to be at least on the field. I don't think he's going to get a lot of work, but he's going to slide right into the number two. And then Eric Gray from Oklahoma went to the Giants. He, guys, there's a lot of smoke coming from the Saquon thing, and Saquon doesn't have the best injury history either. Plus, he's a pass catcher. So Eric Gray could get on the field very quickly, at least be a pass catching running back. And if anything were to happen with Saquon, I don't think he's going to be a long-term guy, but at this late in the round, you could get a guy that this year could actually help. Out. So those are my thoughts there. Yeah. Um, personally, I, let's just, for me ranking them, these all went in like the three, four fives, uh, actually Grace is on the board here. So I uh, might yeah. pick him on my next pick. Thanks Joe. Uh, yeah. Just kidding. I already grabbed two right backs. I, I don't need it. Evans, Nobody, it's anybody's ball game in, 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 in the Rams, so feel free to pick them if you want them. Vaughn, uh, they did not bring Zeke back at the moment, uh, so there is going to be a number two to Pollard. I thought Vaughn was a little more similar to Pollard, but it, it's fine. Chase Brown, I feel like off the off the field issues aside, uh, Mixon's going to be done sooner or later. I mean, it's this is whether this is next year or this year, there's a chance that Brown could see the field. I'm not really worried about the Jets just yet. Um, I don't think Brees Hall has a problem in the future. Um, they still have their their guys from last year, too, that filled in really well. So not too worried about that. But 
Um, no, we're just going to hit the spotlights. I'm actually going to go through round three uh, real quick. And just if there's anyone else we want to talk about, I just kind of focus on the running back. So there's Will a Levis guy I really want to talk about. You'll yeah, know. we'll get it. We'll get it. Uh, Will Levis, number one. Sean Tucker, number two. Nolan Smith, number three. Uh, Tyree Wilson, number four. Jalen Reed. I feel like somebody might want to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Devin Witherspoon, Brian Branch, Zach Evans, six, seven, eight. Jalen Carter, Mims, Hooker, and Miles Murphy uh, to finish out the the draft let's just go ahead and do your thing so anyway nolan smith i picked him because i'm excited for the future for him uh tyree wilson i was actually debating on that and i was also debating on jalen reed who went two picks later uh and i think joe has a, a like to interrupt me here yeah i have an absolute man crush on Jaden reed he went to the packers which is upsetting to me but it's the perfect landing spot for him if you watch this dude at michigan state okay possums drink of choice whiskey tequila beer ipas like josh likes flip on the tape of Jaden reed and just watch him just watch him he has a horrible quarterback and a horrible offense especially after kenneth walker left but this dude is open on every single play and if for whatever reason he's not he fights like an absolute animal to bring the ball down he's a deep threat he was a punt returner he makes the contested catches. He could be a possession guy, and he's always – this. my knock on the receivers of this class. One, they're small, but two, I you see these guys getting separation on tape in college. They're not going to get that against NFL defenders, and I have a problems with a lot of these guys in this draft at wide receiver. Jaden Reed is absolutely special, and he lands in a spot where he could, he's going to go right in. I, he's going to beat out Dubs. I'm sure of it. He's going to be the two – and there's a chance. I know Josh hates Christian Watson. He could be the one. I'm just saying. I know it's a Jordan Love offense, but you're getting an absolute steal right here that no one is on at the moment. So I 100% agree with you. And now I, I honestly wish I would have drafted him. Uh, once you said you were interested, I was like, God damn, I thought I was too early on him. I thought, I, and like, this is one of those, like, hey, he's slotting in. Uh, he's not the top five guy, but he's slotting into an immediate start position. And honestly, we don't know what's going to happen with Green Bay. Jordan Love might be it. Like, I don't personally think it is, but the the Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre trajectory that he is on right now is he's going to be the shit this year. So I, I'd i like to see it. And they got him, a, I finally got him wide receiver. It wasn't a first round pick like we were hoping for, but no, excited about that. Um, Jaden Reeves is my number five wide receiver. I was doing quick, some rankings earlier. Get we're going to, we're going to end this after this talk. Cause I want to finish up the third round because there's a couple guys I want to talk about. And then we get to pick one guy from the fourth or fifth or undrafted at the moment. And we'll talk about him. But at the moment I want to talk about Marvin Mims, who is really completely undervalued. One of my highest receivers on the board, not top five, but you know, in the seven, eight range. And he's been going at late third, late fourth. He is the sleeper of my drafts. At least I've, I got sniped him in four, one, and in a different league, not this one, obviously. Um, I just, I love this for Denver. There's been so many, so much buzz about Sutton and Judy being traded during the off season and still could before the trade deadline. I think it'd be Sutton more so than Judy because Judy actually played a little better than last year, but who knows? I love the idea of adding some firepower to this Russell Wilson. You committed here. You need to make sure you add some firepower and do something on this offense and throw. I understand why people are nervous about Russell Wilson and just Denver as a whole, but this seems going to be good. I, I I don't know if Russell Wilson's going to be fantasy relevant, but I think that Marvin Mims in the future, he is the future of this organization at the moment. I don't know if Judy will be resigned. We think that Sutton will be gone before the end of the year. Potentially. I just, I love this landing spot. And I don't think there's anything anyone can say about it. And to get him in the third or fourth round just could be one of the best things. 
This is Sean Payton's first pick as a coach of the Broncos was Marvin Mims. He has wide receivers. He could have stuck with those guys. He could have done that. He chose this guy for this exact purpose, and we know he's an offensive genius. He's a guru at that. Tim Patrick's off an ACL. Sutton really hasn't done it. Judy really hasn't done it yet. No one's really stepped up there. I don't anticipate Marvin Mims to be the one by any means, but this late in the draft, you're getting a guy that could absolutely be a number two, number three wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, ready to back off my guy Judy. He uh, actually had a pretty decent run for what was happening at at that team. But no, for I get sure. it. I get I it. Uh, He's also injured for five six games, but we'll we'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Judy and Mims next year. I my my as guesstimate would be it, Sutton's gone and Judy and Mims are the wide receivers next year. I mean, this isn't a right now today pick. This is a later pick. This is a Terrace Marshall diamond in the rough. Uh, could be this year as well, though, with Tim Patrick. I, we're not sure what's going to happen there. Anyway, I want to talk about Hendon Hooker real quick before we finish out the second round or third round. Um, Hendon Hooker is, I think, the best quarterback to draft in this class. Um, and it's not, and that's taking everything in stake and, and values. Uh, we got landing spot, we got uh, future, we got a timeline and draft price. I, I got him in, I picked him at actually 212 in a different league, and he went in 311 here. I was actually excited to see where he is draft stock is actually trending to uh most people are I actually picked him before will levis i personally think this is the future for detroit detroit is an up-and-coming amazing offense amon ross st brown jameson williams although suspended for a few games and uh, some other uh positions here the running back game is just phenomenal i am super excited about detroit's future and I'm, i actually had them potentially being one of those guys to sneaky and go up for bryce young or anthony richardson or stroud or Levis, and I'm actually really glad what they did. They waited. They got Hendon Hooker later. Um, the Detroit draft looked a little weird, but at the end of the day, they got a really good uh, team out of it. So, and as you see, there's plenty of Detroit people in this draft on the board. So, there's a reason that that is. It didn't look like it during the draft day. We were all kind of like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Uh, Laporta before Mayor Gibbs at 12, and Jack Campbell earlier than anyone had him listed. I think this is a good team, man. They got the positions they needed to. They got a future quarterback. They, I didn't really think the running back was an issue, but if, you know, Dan Campbell says so, he's maybe Gibbs got that dog in him, you know? So um, anyway, Joe, to finish this off, unless you have any thoughts on Hennon Hooker, pick one guy do, for the rest of the I do draft. love Hennon Hooker. Yeah. But. Pick one guy you're like, this is a steal, or this is, you know, this could be something. This is something. It's, it, I, I, th- I believe it's something. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, my guy's A.T. Perry from New Orleans. Um, coming out of Wake Forest, he's 6'3", 200 pounds, uh, big dude. New Orleans, I don't know if you guys know this, but Michael Thomas shows up but doesn't show up and then leaves and then quits and then his toe hurts. His toe's been broken for six years now and he never plays. Chris Olave is an absolute animal on there. But, I mean, do we really think the guy that they drafted in the sixth round, what's his name, Shahid? can't think of his name right now. Rashid Shahid? Rahid Shahid? Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. He looked awesome last year, but I would rather take a shot on A.T. Perry being the guy that's the number two in this offense if something were to go wrong with Michael Thomas this year, which it probably will, or the number three on this offense. that Derek Carr is the quarterback of. Derek Carr has made some wide receivers very good in his day. So I really like it. Uh, I think he slots. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the number two you know, by week six next year and if you're getting him this late he's gonna get some work i like him a lot keep him on your radar 
I actually do agree. I'm Michael Thomas is dead. I'm sorry. You cannot convince me otherwise. Keep telling me that Michael Thomas is good. It's been three years, guys. It's it's not happening. I think this is the fourth year at this point where we've just haven't had Michael Thomas play football. I'm sorry. I'm not about- expecting a comeback. It's a very Josh Brown or Josh Gordon situation. Josh Brown, Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon. Uh, but yeah, it's not, it's just not for him anymore. I, I don't think that the comeback's going to be there. He needs, he'd need to be a role player. Uh, that wide receiver two slot is wide open. And I think AT Perry slots in. Uh, my number, my number one steal of the draft. And I say steal as in like late, late pick. Do not draft this guy high because we're not sure what's going to happen. It's Tank Dell for Houston. Um, the wide receiver room is open there. Um, nobody's really a wide receiver one. Uh, I understand Tank Dell is tiny, which is hilarious because his name's Tank. So tiny. Uh, five, eight, uh, tiny little guy running around the field. But I feel like what he's going to do is he's going to end up slotting in as like a Julie and Julian Edelman type, uh, guy. He's going to get quick little slants. This is not Tyree kill. Do not compare him to that. Do not curse this little man. Um, but went to Houston local man. Uh, I think this is like a Philip Lindsay type thing where just he's, late draft pick uh same same town just going to be a hometown hero uh, so far they got robert woods nico collins john mechie and the rookie that they xavier hutchinson i believe um that yep. they drafted this wide receiver room there's this isn't anybody's ball field we don't know what's going to happen with mechie i'm actually rooting for him i hope he's the wide receiver one uh if i have to be honest uh nico collins has been okay in his stead um we can't ever say man look at nico collins he looks great um and then I actually think Robert Woods will have a little bit of a comeback here, but who knows what will happen. So I just think going in the fifth round as a wide receiver that could have a fantasy impact on a new team, Bryce Young, or not Bryce Young, uh, CJ Stroud might just love him. So I, I got to at least think about him. I've been, I've been actually debating on it because I was like, when's too early for this guy? Like he's so little. We don't know what's going to be. This could be another situation with the Giants. Uh, Wandale Robinson type thing didn't work out, but Honestly, when Wondell Robinson was on the field, he looked phenomenal. He just didn't get the ball and he got injured. So um, I don't know. Just excited about the guy. I don't I don't know what it's going to be, but I feel like you could take worse late round flyers. Dude, they traded up in the third round to draft Tank Dell, who and that, that was shocking. I did not I did not see him going that early, but when that name was called, I was I was kind of blown away. They they invested some capital on him, so they're at least going to try to use him. I don't. Does he return punts or anything? I that was the only thing I was. There's in. no way he doesn't to start yeah. off with. Um, <laughs> very Devin Hester type. He's apparently has blazing speed though. That's what's getting me. And watching some tape on him, like he doesn't look little out there, but it's also college. So in NFL, he might look a little smaller. But um, if he's sh- as shifty as he says, they could do some end arounds with him. I mean, they can do a lot of things. Hopefully, they can throw the ball too. That'd be a fun little trick play. Um, but no, I just, I don't know. I'm just excited about this guy. I just, who knows the sky's the limit for him. So, oh, take down. You're my guy, Absolutely. man. Hope you know that. Um, but anyway, we're going to get out of here. There's a, a lot of picks that have happened and will still happen. Uh, but Billy's going to be back next week and he's going to want to talk about all this again. Uh, so hopefully he listens and just takes notes on all the things that we say about all these players. And he's like, you're an idiot, Joe. Kendry Miller's not good. And he's going to be like, Josh Rashi Rice isn't going to be good. He's a SMU player. He's not good. I don't even know if that's correct, but we're going to, we're going to say it is. So anyway, yeah. thanks for, thanks for listening to us. Um, hopefully your rookie drafts have gone well or are going to go well. And hopefully we helped you out a little bit. Um, maybe some people do them a little later, but we do them right after the NFL draft. And it's been a fun little week of our half week of drafts. So looking forward to the rest of them. Yeah. we got way too many drafts going on right now. I'm kind of confusing myself at this point, but I wouldn't have it in.
I was worried that the queue uh, would actually queue in multiple leagues. And I'm like, wait, I don't need a tight end in this league. I hope it doesn't. And I'm glad it doesn't for sleeper. Also sleepers phenomenal for having this stuff up and running. I know IDP players were just entered in and the rankings are a little wonky, honestly, but at the same time, I can at least see all the players that I want to draft. It's not like, uh, you know, too difficult or anything. So, no, but yeah, I do a really good job. Yeah. Happy to, happy to get drafted again. I love this off season football. This is like May's randomly like, or late April, early May is like a random little burst of energy for fancy football. So uh, happy to help you if you, if we can. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we're right about these guys. I mean, we're, we don't know. That's the thing about a rookie draft and especially in the third round, fourth round, you don't know what the hell you're doing. You're just out there. You're like, ah, I like this guy. He did good in college. I hope he's good. I want him. pick him. So yeah. pick your guys. That's what I have to say. Yeah, and if there's no uh, undrafted guys from your draft that you want, keep everyone on your roster until June 1st. Just saying, guys. You do not need to make moves. So, anyway, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for listening. Uh, I know it was a lot more organized without Billy. No, a lot less yelling. And Oh, God <laughs> damn it. Oh, oh. All right, anyway. Joe, get us That's out of here. That's what we get for having a drug meal on the podcast. Good night, possums. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.